When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. As the Nationals are struck away from franchise history and some World Series history. Swing and a miss! Swing and a miss! Swing and a miss! And a World Series Game 7 winning Curly W is in the books! It's not a dream! It's not a desert mirage! It's Lord Stanley! And he is coming to Washington! Oh, great crossover. Got him. That's called getting put on skates. Down to two, down to one, and the Washington football team with the upset in Pittsburgh. Handing the Steelers their first loss of the season, coming back from 14-0 down. What a win. The show by the fans for the fans. Covering all four major sports in the District of Champions. It's the DC Crossover Podcast with your hosts, Mike Cerrone and Ben Simpson. Hello and welcome to another episode of the DC Crossover, episode 123. I am Ben Simpson. That is Mike Cerrone. You can follow the show on Twitter at the DC Crossover and at Cerrone16. Also follow the TikTok, DC Crossover Podcast, for clips from the show. As we settle in to a Monday episode after a rough Commanders game, rough for one of us, uh, (laughs) as far as that Commanders game goes, uh, we will get into that. Uh, Yeah, we're going to be talking all things Commanders as we are here in the uh, beginnings of football season. There's really no point in talking NBA or NHL or definitely no point in talking uh, Nats at this time. So we're going to stick with football, football, football. And, um, you know, I had bragged on this show the previous week about how nice of a betting weekend I had uh, on week one um, for, for NFL and let me tell you, week two, not as nice. And I told, I told you this. I told you that there, I was bound for a, uh, a, a, a letdown this weekend, and I think I hit two of my many parlays this weekend. Right. It was, it was a bloodbath. I mean, looking across the NFL like landscape score wise, I mean, you know, you know, you're in trouble when like the Jets are winning games, <laughs> and like some of these other ones where you're just like, what's going on here? The games that you think are obvious don't happen, and it was rough, man. Betting betting is hard. Betting is definitely hard. Yeah, and, and the funny thing is is that I, I use and, – and you know what's funny is yesterday me and Jess were out um, at Carpool, and she saw all over my phone, and it was just a bunch of blue boxes uh, in the text thread, and it was in our text thread. That was me, you, and Dan. Right. And she was like, it seems like you're the only one talking in there. And I said, yeah, because usually I just use this as a as a venting uh, thing. Right. And then they yeah, talk. They, sounding board. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, you know, usually if, if people have time, they'll respond or something like that. But usually it's just me going off about something. And then you guys respond like a half an hour later about a totally different right. topic. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yeah. it's like. Well, that's <laughs> what a group chat's for. You know, a group chat can be used in a variety of ways. I think like, but I like, I like how a group chat can be as we said, like a sounding board, you know, like people don't always have to respond to the group chat uh, when you throw something out there. It it does get a little weird sometimes if you do like throw something out there and nobody responds for like a day and then you're like, (laughs) okay. Uh, All right. Uh, No one really cares. (laughs) But at the same time, I like it in that, yeah, like I can go back to it. Like, for example, yesterday with the game, um, you know, we had, uh, we actually had a play date yesterday during the Lions commander's game and so we had uh, a couple parents and their kid come over and it was fine like it went well and stuff but uh, I was nervous going into it because I was like 
couple different reasons. You could either either have the dad that's like not into sports at all oh. and is like very anti-sport. Now that, that's not what happened, luckily. But like going into it, I was thinking, I was like, we could get the anti-sports dad, or like this guy comes in with like a Phillies jersey or something, or like <laughs> you're like, oh no, is this like some a-hole from you know? Uh, Philly Can you turn the Eagles like game that? on, please, sir? Yeah, that's what I was terrified of. I was terrified <laughs> this guy. Was gonna come in and just be like, yeah, like a fan of a team I hate, or like be anti-sports, like everyone out there has concussions, you know, like all that sort of thing. <laughs> but luckily, the guy came in and and like he's a Commanders fan. Like he came in and was like, they were joking. Him and the his wife were like, uh, they were in the car. Apparently, they were joking about like, do you think he'll have the game on or anything like that? Because I guess they didn't. We don't know them that well yet, so like right, they don't know right. how big of a sports fan I am. And it's like. Yeah, I was wearing my Lions jersey. We had the game on. Lucy had her Lions jersey on. It's like, don't worry. There's always a game on in my house. Like yeah. th- that's always going to be the case. Yeah, for you, sure. especially you, on Sundays. You don't want a dad that comes in there and says, "You know what I like? Museums." You know, you yeah, you, right. yeah. you don't want a guy to sit around and study the Bible. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> yeah. What what because and, and I'm going to be experiencing this and, and you'll be experiencing this one day as well. Is like the the worry is like your kid having a friend whose parents you don't like. Oh yeah. Like that, that's always that's been one of my fears since becoming a dad is like if if she one day has, yeah, like a friend and we have to go to like get togethers and if the friend's nice but their parents suck. That is that is because I feel like I lucked out where I feel like all of my friends' parents were all pretty cool. So like my parents right. my parents are the ones that lucked out because like they didn't have to experience any any crazies. But like you know that that, that situation comes up where like you're like oh my god we have to hang out with so-and-so crap like this is not good but your kids are like best friends (laughs) (laughs) you know you're like oh this this kid's not gonna be kicked to the curb anytime soon i gotta deal with you know whatever rob and cindy (laughs) yeah yeah, rob and cindy that you know like you said nothing wrong with the bible uh but well yeah that was a joke don't (laughs) worry everyone don't get offended but but Uh, but like he wants to sit there and like like talk about you know uh, church what just happened at church and you're sitting there talking about what what the defensive line's doing for the 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 chargers you know right right. exactly because like because look like you and i we both love sports obviously we're doing a freaking sports podcast but like you know we have other interests as well like i know you you do have some movie and tv interests for sure and like you're a big gamer and all sorts of stuff so you've got like different sort of interests yeah. so do i and so like i feel like we're, we're you and i are both pretty good at chameleon uh, you know the chameleon where you can kind of like blend in with different yeah. types of people yeah. but there is still always that worry is like you're going to encounter the one guy that you have absolutely nothing in common yeah in common with like this guy is really into like ancient rome and you're like i know <laughs> nothing about ancient rome like i've got nothing for this it's like i got a little bit of everything like i like to know a little bit of everything but there might be like the one subject where it's like sorry buddy or or like a, a really smart and nerdy guy where yeah. it's like dude you're over my head with this like i don't know like there's just that is that is one of my fears of being like or or you have like the the kid whose parents are like way wealthier than you, yeah. and you're just like you, you feel a little emasculated when they yeah. you know they look up your address up and, and like yeah and you, and you see like my brother had some pretty rich friends because playing soccer in Loudoun County like there were right. some pretty yeah. rich rich families and I feel like it was always kind of like oh man it's like nice for the kid because he can go play at the rich person's house but then they come back to your house and they're probably just like oh man we don't have a pool in our backyard or three <laughs> of them you know like that's and, that's and, tough and it's like you look at again like you mentioned like a dad that sits there and you know maybe he's a big reader or something like that not saying that reading's bad or something like that because you read and stuff like that 70 books this year but awesome that's 70 more than i have uh but <laughs> right. that's that's the biggest thing is like it's like if they say like you, you read anything good lately and i'm like uh, you know uh, maybe instagram uh <laughs> that is tough because no, i've been in that situation because like yeah this year i've read a lot in previous years, I haven't. So, like, because I do that for my job. So, it's like sometimes I don't like reading at home, too. So, I've been in that situation where, yeah, somebody's like, Yeah, have you read anything good li- lately? And you're just like, I got nothing. Yeah. Like, you can't even make up a book. In this <laughs> uh, the last book I read was uh, fifth grade. <laughs> yeah, uh, really. But, but the funny thing is, is that let me ask you this question. So, I'm going to give you two scenarios and right. you pick which one you would rather have. Okay. A. I like this. Would you like option A, where you meet a dad that is zero into sports, likes museums, likes you know praying and stuff like that, or whatever? Um, Maybe he's a doctor, doesn't have time for TV and all that kind of stuff, um, and is way smarter than you. Or option B, 
a guy that's really into sports, Uh-oh. but when you bring up sports, he has the almost opposite views of you. So oh, like when, when, when you sit there and you're saying like, you know, uh, the Lions, I think they're going to be a lot better this year. And somehow he's like a Bears fan. And he says, the Lions effing suck, man. Yeah. And, it's like, and, then, it, and then he has like complete out of left field, like, like, like te- yeah, terrible whatever. sports takes. Yeah, exactly. And then like, and or, or like really uninformed sports takes, like yep. he'll be really dead set, like. Uh, on like you know, he'll he'll like be very confident in something that he clearly knows nothing about, and like you're just like, what are you talking about? Yeah. Like he Aaron Rodgers really overrated. It's like yeah, yeah, like that sort of stuff. The obnoxious, cocky sports fan with terrible taste. I saw him on SNL Man. the other day. <laughs> I'll take the nerd a hundred times out of a hundred in that oh, scenario yeah. because like because then you could teach him. You could teach him right exactly, watching. and like yeah, maybe they're open to it because like the people. Man, and and you guys know as sports fans listening to the show, like. There and sure we've had annoying takes or crazy takes every now and then for sure, but I'd say like for the most part we're we're pretty moderate with our stuff. But there are some sports fans out there that like like I know a guy I'm not gonna name him on this because in case he listens, but like there's a guy I know who like you know how you can kind of tell when you're talking to somebody that like they don't know what they're talking about. Oh yeah, and like like especially when it comes to sports and like they're acting like they do. Like this guy, I'll name my friend I, that know that doesn't know anything. <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> Gilbert Garcia. Like, yeah, there you go. Like, you know, like, let's say, like, baseball comes up. And you sure. know, you're like, this guy hasn't watched baseball, like, his entire life. <laughs> yeah, and he's yeah, trying yeah. to have, like, a base. Like, you'll be like, yeah, like the... Uh, How many say, points like, do the they Yan- score? <laughs> you'll be like, the Yankees, the Yankees have looked pretty good this month. And they'll be like, oh, yeah, yeah, you're right. Like, they've looked awesome. And you're like, yeah, are you, have you even, like, do you know what you're talking about? Like, you, oh, you know, yeah, like, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> like you'll be like Aaron Judge is killing it this year, and they'll be like, "Yeah, Judge, man, like he's awesome." Yeah, yeah. And you'll be like, "All right, <laughs> take like, him to court." You don't really, <laughs> you don't really know what you're talking about. Like, I, I feel like those those fans are a little cringe too because you're you're like, I'm not gonna call you out on this, but I'm gonna like, you know, I, I, in my head, I'm gonna be like, I don't, I feel like you don't know what I'm talking about. You're agreeing right. to something you know nothing about, right? You know? <laughs> and like I told you before, one of my best friends, he he was trying to do it this week too gets so under my skin because I'm not a Carson Wentz homer by any means. Sure. He's sitting there saying, like, you know, it's the first quarter and we've started inside the 10 like three times or whatever. He's like, see, Carson Wentz blows, man. And Uh. And then he goes with this comparison. He says... You know what, Tom? It wouldn't happen. He loves Tom Brady. He's oh, like, no. he's like, this wouldn't happen if TB12 was under the helm. And I said, what are you, what are you even talking about? What does like, that even have to do with anything? I, 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 <laughs> and, I, and, and I'm like, TB12 hasn't scored a point in three quarters. Like, what, yeah. Like, what, <laughs> yeah. what, what, what are you? I'm sitting there, and he's just like, and I, I, at one point, I got so irritated, I literally just responded back. I said, dude. I understand you're trying to get under my skin. And then they, of course, in the group chat, everyone's laughing their butts off because they knew that's what he was trying to do. Even though at some point he was still serious about it. Like I understand that the people that, you know, they want to get into sports. They, they, they want to watch football. They want to watch basketball, whatever. But then they turn on ESPN and they see one garbage show that has this guy that like, like skip Bale or something like that for Fox. Now, like he'll say one stupid take. That's right, like, right. you know, Jerry Rice is not even a top five wide receiver or something like that. You right, know, right, right. like, and I'm not saying he said that, but at the same time, it's something sure, similar sure. to that. Then they're like, yeah, 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 Jerry Rice. You know, he 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 wasn't that good. He kind of sucked. And it's like right, you heard right. one person say that, and you're just yeah. believing him. Like you're so gullible to that point and naive to actually believe it to the point where you're sitting there saying like, yeah, I know what I'm talking about because you know one person said it on TV, <sighs> and I listened to that one person. It's like. If you don't know, just own up to it. It's okay, it, it, yeah. It, it looks better on your end that you're owning up to not knowing what the hell is going on. 100%. Than, I mean, as you said, saying, oh, yeah, uh, Aaron Judge, <laughs> he's a great, great guy. He's a great guy. I saw him on you know, the, the, the Tonight Show earlier. It's like, right, okay, right. whatever. I mean, like, look at this show. Like, look, like, we're very open that the Nats are so bad right now that we have zero interest in talking about them. Oh, yeah. We have zero interest in, like, we're not pretending like we know what we're talking about with them because we're not watching them. You're not watching them. I'm not certainly not watching the Nats nope. right now. And we're not going on here and talking about them because we fully admit, like, hey, there's other podcasts for that. If you want to go listen to that. <laughs> for our show, we're going to focus on what we feel like is relevant in D.C. sports. And right now, the Nats are completely irrelevant. So, uh, but, yeah, it, it's just on the side as far as, like, 
Look, like it's okay to not know everything about sports. Trust me. There's plenty I don't know. We do a trivia segment every show that I get the answer wrong or sometimes accidentally get it right. So, yeah. <laughs> you know, it's okay to not know stuff, but don't act like you know if you don't know. Just be, just own up to it. And I know, like, some sports fans are like, oh, you're an idiot. You didn't know that. And it's kind of like, screw those people. Yeah. You know, like, uh, just don't, like, use other people's opinions as your own. Just for, watch the games if you want to watch the games and make your own opinions. It's well, crazy. Well, well, that's the thing, too, is just like you said, in my little scenario that I gave you, it's always nicer to have option A, the guy that doesn't really know, 100%. But, yeah, but, yeah. but is kind of interested in learning how to, oh, what is a first down or what is this? What is like those kind of things? Because then you can sit there and now I don't want this guy asking me, you know, what's that? What's that? Yeah. What's, what's that? offsides? Like, yeah. like all those, all those different things. Like I'm not sitting right. here trying to coach you the entire game. Yeah. I kind of want to watch teaching the game. a five-year-old. Yeah. yeah. But at the same time, you don't want to have like I've had so many instances where I'm with that guy, like you said, that has the out of left field takes that make yeah. no sense, that are ill informed, all that kind of stuff. And like like you said, we're not experts in this situation, but at the same time, you know, we can make a logical decision or a logical right, right, point right, right. to the point where we're not making up crap, and and then then all of a sudden we're just fighting about it because then then you sit there and you're just like. You do that like little eye squint, like what the hell is this guy <laughs> talking? You, where did that come like, from? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're like, like this, this guy is saying like the Packers suck, even though they've gotten like first place like five of the last six years or something like that. Right. And right, it's right. like it just makes no sense because these people, you know, or if they're you know they're a Dallas fan, you're like, why are you a Dallas fan? He's like, oh, you know, I mean, I where'd you grow up? Arlington, uh, you know, Arlington, Virginia, not in Arlington. Yeah, I was Texas. about to say Arlington. Yeah, yeah. Arlington, I don't Virginia. know why is it it, but it's like <laughs> I, I just I hate those type of people, man. And no, go and, no. and and just going they back. Suck. It, it just, you know, and then going back to what sucks as well is the betting. Because as you know, I've gotten <sighs> screwed so much in the last two weeks to the point where I've, ha I've had the biggest losing streak probably of my life so far. Because I had seriously probably, I think, seven of my ten parlays in the last two weeks lose by one. And four of which yep. have come down to points where the team has already <laughs> basically won, but they screw themselves over. Just and I tweeted it. I put down Purdue is the most moronic, moronic, one of the team. greatest bad beats. Oh my! In God. the history of bad beats, was the Syracuse Purdue game. It I, was. It was so I, unbelievable. I was so. <laughs> I, I was so pissed. Now, obviously, they were down by ten, and they came back. So I was fortunate yep. in that. But I mean. When you have a taunting penalty or whatever, unsportsmanlike, because you're sitting there jawing in this kid's face, like, dude, you're up by freaking four or whatever it is, and you have 50 seconds left. Like, you're the best tight end on the field. Go back to your sideline be pumped. And then all of a sudden, he gets a flag, and then the special teams coach or the tight ends coach, it starts. he starts going after it, and then he gets a 15-yard. So they were kicking off from, like, the stands. It was it was literally from, like, the 10-yard line they were doing the kickoff from. I mean, it was – for those who haven't checked out the – go. all you have to do is on YouTube, like, Purdue, Syracuse, yep. crazy ending, and, like, they'll show the last seven minutes of the game or whatever. It is worth a watch because I was watching this game because I knew you were, you were betting on it was part of your parlay and like I, I on Saturday I'm always flipping around watching different games and like so I had this one on as well and I was watching this and I was just going oh man Mike is not <laughs> going to be happy because like it, the game was in, the game was in their, their grasp like there was just no way they were going to lose this game yeah I mean, and I mean, then they did. Was, was Sarah, you had, Mike had money line, so you know you had money line Purdue. They didn't have to cover anything. It was just they had to win the game, and yep. it was unbelievable. Well, the funny thing was is they were dogs in the first place. There, I think they were right. like two or something point dogs, and I took them on a the money line plus like one ten, and I was like, I think this is a good pick. Syracuse, I never really. It trust was them. a good pick. Yeah, it, and and, that, and that's the problem too is that Syracuse is not a passing. Now Syracuse team. is three and zero now. Yeah. Isn't that crazy? Yeah. Okay. Carmelo Anthony. You know, it's like, <laughs> I don't know if he's he playing, but it's like I just think it's funny because the sole fact that you look at it and I thought it was a good pick. I ended up seeing the score twenty five fifteen. I was like, ah oh, man, they're gonna screw me here. They came back, and all of a sudden I'm looking at it and I'm like, they got fifty seconds left. Okay. They kick it off, get to the twenty five or whatever it is twenty or whatever it would have happened. Then all of a sudden, you know, Syracuse's quarterback is a transfer, and he's he's basically a uh, option quarterback kind of kind of deal or whatever. He ran like 12, right, 13 right, right. times, and he's yeah. not a big thrower. And, of course, they had that one situation where 
They ended up getting down the field. They had 20 seconds left. The kid doesn't get his foot, or he gets his foot inbounds, but then out of bounds because his heel came down. And so I got I got a break from that, and I'm like, whew, maybe they might cover this, and it might might be all right. Then all of a sudden, like the very next play, they throw like a 30-yard. I'm like, what are you guys doing? First of all, you yeah. get out 30 yards. Second of all, you're not having a, a, a zone coverage in the back. So you're having man coverage, and they're just throwing dimes all over you. And I was just like, you got to be kidding me. Once they square touch Schrader. He's going to be haunting your nightmares. Dude, your nightmares. That I mean, parlay. Well, first of all, I got screwed because Georgia let in the first touch, which doesn't make any sense. They got a pick with like a minute and 47 seconds left. And I don't know how uh, South Carolina got the ball all the way back there because I turned it off. I went back to the Syracuse game. And right. all of a sudden, they threw a touchdown with like 11 seconds left. And that screwed me because I had the under 52. It ended up hitting 52 or 55, whatever it was. And all of a sudden, I'm, so I'm pissed about that because it pushed that bet, went, made the odds go down a whole thousand. So I had like plus twenty two hundred odds, went all the way down to like plus eleven fifty or whatever. So right, I, right, right. I, if that would have covered, and then the Purdue would have won, I would have been up like two eighty because I because I had a promo, and the promo was gifting me sixty bucks in a boost, and I was like, you got to be kidding me. You can me. tell Mike's Mike's thrilled. Mike had a great weekend betting wise. That is that was the bad beat of the the weekend was the Purdue Syracuse game. Well, then my next sure. parlay lost by one too. I was like. Right. Great, because BYU sucked. It's like Jesus yeah. Christ, man. Yeah, yeah. Killed. I didn't think I didn't believe in Oregon in that game either, and that one did not. Uh, yeah, I lost parlay up because of BYU as well. It was not a great uh, betting weekend, that's for sure. BYU uh, suck. B- BYU is not. Yeah, that was <laughs> that was terrible. Uh, let's get into a little little uh, commanders talk here. The commander. Because yes, we know this is what you came to listen to, and that is. The Commanders Lions game, uh, as as I play a, a little clip from that. Kevin O'Connell, the new head coach of the Vikings. There's Wentz on fourth down. Taken down. Lions. That was one of many sacks in this one. Five sacks in the game. Pretty uh, unbelievable. Obviously, on the Lions side of things, Aiden Hutchinson. Said, uh, I think he set a rookie record for sacks, and it was in his second game because he got three of them. 36-27, the final score in this one. Yeah, this was a weird game because the Commanders were in this one in the second half. They, uh, you know, this was a game just like last week where it was like, all right, the Commanders should be able to easily take down the Jags. It kept it close. It took some Carson Wentz and heroics to make that happen. And this one, it was kind of... You know, the other way around where it was like, all right, this team is down. They were able to kind of get it close, and you think everything is going to happen, and then it doesn't. Because Wentz, in general, uh, and we talked, we kind of started last week with Wentz, and I think we'll continue that, is another solid game for him in, in all honesty. I mean, 30 for 46, 337, three touchdowns. He's now got seven touchdowns in his first two games, which is kind of nuts. Um you know, uh, the, the fun stat I read, first QB since 1950 to throw for 300-plus yards and at least three D, uh, TD passes in his first two starts on a new team, which is just kind of a crazy stat. It's been 70 years since that's happened. Um, and he did throw a pick, uh, but I think Carson Wentz, uh, another situation where it's like he was getting beat up all game long. I mean, this O-line, and, and I want to hear your thoughts on this, Mike, because I think this O-line just really didn't give Wentz much to work with. I mean, the team didn't have a first down until its sixth possession of the game. It felt like they couldn't get anything done offensively through the first couple quarters, and Wentz was just getting beat up left and right. Uh, and this O-line, this O-line, man, they need some work because this was bad. This was really bad. <laughs> I'm trying to see where to start here. So. Right. I I just think that when you're looking at the first half, it was similar to what happened last week. Now, the Lions defense is a little bit better than the Jags defense or on the sure. s- on the same level possibly. Um but at the same time you're looking at it and saying that once again they went in with the game plan that was basically the first half tape of last week. So when you're looking at it, they're doing screen passes. They're doing uh you know uh little uh, out routes or whatever, you know, or, or out in the flat or whatever it may be like these little dink and dunk things, because what they were trying to do with Carson is, you know, dink, 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 deep, dink, 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 deep, right. Stuff like that. But the problem is, is when you script that too much, 
there's only so many passes and so many different plays you can run to basically get to that point where you can throw that deep shot. Now, am I going to sit here and say that it's all on Carson Wentz? No. Again, I'm not a Carson Wentz homer or anything like that. But like you said, the whole entire offensive line just, I mean, they just are, are, I don't even, now the problem is that they were kind of making that line seem, seem like it was, you know, the line from the Bucks two years ago. Like the, <laughs> they're thinking and Dominic and Sue and Gerald McCoy. I don't even know if he was still on the team at that time. Uh, but you're oh sure, they made the Lions D line, which is not a good D line. Besides Hutchinson, they made the Lions D line, yeah, look incredible. Uh, because honestly, I mean, as a Lions fan, like that is one of the Lions' big weaknesses is their defense is not very good. I mean, despite how they looked, I know it's weird to say that because of this game. Yeah. But like you kind of saw what they were giving up in the second half. Like this Lions defense, they're just not there yet. They're they're young. They're just not not there yet, and they really really looked made them look good. I mean, look look what they did on the on the, look what Washington did on the ground, Mike. I mean, Antonio Gibson was the rushing leader with 28 yards on 14 carries. <laughs> it's this O-line was getting no push whatsoever. They were on their heels the entire game and it's like if this is a I mean, and this was against the Lions. Imagine yeah. what they're going to look like against an actual good defense. Like that is where you go, "Uh-oh, we might be in trouble." Yeah, and, and that's the issue that I'm having is that the offensive line, you know, Sam Cosme, I was kind of questioning that pick uh, mainly because I said that instead of getting uh, Jamin Davis, they should have got an offensive lineman because offensive line helps with your run game, obviously. Yep. And our, our, our buddy said it wouldn't really make a difference, but even though I think it would from the first round to the third round, I think that's a big difference uh, between uh, tackles and guards and stuff like that. Um, but they thought they needed a middle, middle linebacker, and apparently he's getting ripped uh, to shreds uh, this week too, apparently by Ron Rivera, but that's another story. I haven't really heard the clip um, for Jamin Davis. But just looking at it, it's like you have to have some type of adjustment, and that's my right. thing is if the offensive line isn't getting push, you need to have short routes. Now, again, the short routes are those little dink and dunk things where – the running back goes out to the flat, or you have a screen pass, something like that. I get it, but you need to go down the field, get some crossing patterns, get some slants, get some like you know those shorter routes that you can get the ball out of your hands that makes those linebackers slide back to the point where they're not sitting in the gaps and pushing the linebacker or helping uh, the defensive line get push or you know confusing the offensive line where who's coming, who's not, all that kind of stuff. And that's my situation here is that I think Scott Turner and I. I'm just over, I mean, already, two weeks in, I'm already over the staff because I just think that they just can't go out there and say, oh, well, maybe we'll switch it up at this point. Maybe, like, the best teams out there, if something's not working, they'll switch it up. You know, they'll right, adjust right. on the fly. Like, they won't that's, let- that's what most of football is, is, is the, the for the good teams, it's like, are you going with a game plan? Okay, that's one thing. Everybody can go in with a game plan. But what do you do when you get punched in the mouth? Like, what do you do when thing, the game plan isn't working? Like, that is where the best coaches come in play because they have a plan B, plan C, plan D. Like, they have adjustments you can make on the fly, and the team that makes those adjustments quickly and efficiently, those are the teams that usually win the game. Yeah, and, and that's also the biggest thing is, why in the hell were we starting inside the 10 so many damn times? I mean, <laughs> if, if they kick it off, okay, they kick it off. Tell whoever's back there handling the the kickoffs, depending on who it is, tell them don't even get near the ball. Like tell them right, to go block right, right. somebody because at the same time you're looking at it, it's like our boy you, Dax Milne. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You you can't go out there, Dax, and and try to return something from the two yard line, get seven yards, and think, oh man, I'll get them next time. Well, look what happened. They got a, they ended up getting a a safety, and then all of a sudden like. You're backed up, and then you have my idiot friend who keeps saying Carson Wentz sucks because he's literally like, like he he's basically like he's like Sylvester Stallone in the in the movie Cliffhanger, hanging off the the mountain, like right there on on the goal line edge. It's like you you can't ha- expect a quarterback. What no do matter, you want him to do in that situation? You know, I, I just I just don't get it because people he's getting hammered. He's yeah. got he's got no time to make a play, and he's just getting pressure. And like, look again. Is Aiden Hutchinson a good player? Yes, he's he is, but he's also a rookie. He's in his like yep, second NFL yep. game. You, he, they made they made him look like the best defensive like lineman JJ in the league. Watt. <laughs> they made him look unbelievable. And look, I'm excited about Aiden Hutchinson as a Lion fan. I'm sure he's going to be a good player, but like he's not as good as this as the Commanders made him look. Honestly, because he's he's still young, he's still learning the game. But 
man, they made him look good. And and yeah, I think it's crazy. I mean, where for the Lions, I mean, Carson Wentz ran the ball twice. And so for the Lions, they were coming off a game where they had to deal with Jalen Hurts running all over the field on them. And now they got to play a quarterback in Carson Wentz who, you know, is usually a pretty mobile guy, but not as much anymore. And he didn't really do much movement in the pocket. So they could literally just go after him, stack the line, throw in some guys, and just that's what they did. They just went after a not a great O-line for Washington, and they didn't have to worry about the QB doing anything special. Right. And, and and it's not even on Carson Wentz if that's not the type of player he is anymore. But, man, they made him look – made him in trouble. And, yeah, he turned it around. <laughs> I mean, second half was nice. I mean, they, they this yeah. team got back yeah. in the game. And the final line is not bad for Carson um, for the most part. But those five sacks, that will kill you. That that kills any momentum on well, any drive. Also, the funny thing is, I said this to Jesse the other day, uh, or yesterday, I should say, uh, when the game was going on. I always said, this is so weird. When you see, you know, you saw all the Lions try, like, that that reverse flea flicker, whatever the hell it was. Sure. Uh, you know, we tried something like that. <laughs> and Carson Wentz throws the ball down the field, and Cam Sims is, like, not even looking at the ball. Right, like, right. the whole play is designed for him. He's okay. I understand he's covered or maybe even double covered at that point. So maybe he shouldn't have thrown it. But Cam Sims is a big boy, so he tried to give him a chance. But Cam Sims was like near the sideline. Not even, I, mean, I think it was like a post route. And he's like running like an out route, weird, you know, up the seam. It was, I don't even know what the hell it was. They almost got a pick. And I'm like, this is just stupid. Why does it look so dumb when we try to do something like that? Right. Because you think about it in practice, don't you know what, especially Cam Sims, like, I like Cam Sims, okay? I think he's a good player whatnot. Uh, I think he's a good fourth or fifth wide receiver. But when you look at it, why in the hell is he not running one of the only routes he can run in the entire game? Because I don't know what his snap count was, but one of the only things that's designed for him to go out there and run it the wrong way. Now, I'm not blaming it just on him, but I would say that Carson Wentz knows where to throw that ball more than Cam Sims knows where to run the route. So it's like I just think it's funny because our team just looked in in shambles in the first half. It didn't look like last week where we were, you know, throwing dimes and looking great in the first half and starting the game off well. Not to mention going into our defense now. Uh, you know, we can yeah. look at our defense and saying our yep. secondary is rough. I mean, terrible. Literally, Jared Goff looked like Jared Goff playing <laughs> playing with you know uh, Isaac Bruce. Jared Goff is Torrey not Holt. a good quarterback, guys. He's <laughs> really not. Trust me. I mean, he's really not a good quarterback, but. 256 for four touchdowns, and they're making him. Yeah, they made him look incredible. I mean, on <laughs> it's it's it, like I said, it's like he was back playing for the Rams and playing with Isaac Bruce and Torrey Holt as his t- two wide receivers. Yep. Oh and yeah, y- your wide receivers are you know developing and stuff like that. They're not right, any right, world right. beaters or anything like that. But it's like St. Brown had nine catches for 116 yards and two tids. It's like, what are we doing? Great game. What are yeah. you like? What are you doing? Like that's blown first assignments left and right, blown coverages. I mean, there were there was that one play. I feel like it was in the first half where Amon Ross St. Brown was wide open in the middle of the field. Like literally, nobody was covering at all, <laughs> and it was like, all right, here's a free forty five yards or whatever. Like, yeah, I mean, the long play of the day was a forty nine yarder to Amon Ross St. Brown uh, for, and that was the longest for either team. Uh, yeah. And when Jared Goff has your longest, you know, pass of the day, like that's you're in trouble if uh, if you're the other team. <laughs> you know what the funny thing too is is that the Lions didn't have a single a single scoring drive that went over nine plays. They didn't have wow. a single drive that went to double digit plays. They didn't grind any drives out. They were just throwing all over this team. I mean, you look at it for instance. Okay, first half. They had a seven-play, seven 63-yard uh, field goal drive. They obviously had a safety, which we're not counting. Uh, but then they had a 13-yard pass, four plays, 31 yards. Uh, then the next field goal was five plays, 28 yards. The longest drive of the season – or not the season. I should say the longest drive of the probably game. Probably is longest for yeah, the season. Probably. Nine plays, 77 yards. So they were chewing them up there. Uh, and then you look at the, the, the second half. The biggest thing I have with this game is that when the game was on the line – Jack Del Rio in this defense couldn't go out there and stop a beach ball. I mean, it was so bad to the point where we got back in the game, right? It's 15 to 22. We're back in the game. We're down by seven. We're ready to rock, right? Next drive, 
four plays, four plays 75 yeah. yards in 90 seconds for a 22-yard pass to DeAndre Swift. Jack Del Rio is not making tackles, but that was one of the most pitiful plays I've ever seen. <laughs> when, when DeAndre Swift, I think, was stopped. Literally, he was either in the backfield or like a couple yards down the field, and he ended up scampering for another 20 yards or whatever yep. it was. We missed two or three tackles. Guys are falling on their ass everywhere. And then all of a sudden, it's like, what this happened? I mean, four plays and 75 <laughs> yards? What are we doing? Like, it made no sense. And then you're looking at, we scored again. All right. It's getting getting close. And then all of a sudden, they make this dumbass decision where they go out there and say, all right, we're going to go for two here. What the hell was that? Yeah. This Why is a big conversation for point for the weekend. It, yeah, this is big. This is this is... This was a decision that I think um, it was tough to defend for a lot of people. I mean, like, you always have, like, guys like Grant Paulson who, like, defend decisions like that and stuff. And you're just like, everybody else is like, what are you thinking here? Like, why? Why? Why are you going for two there? Yeah, it doesn't make any sense. Why? It doesn't make – because you always want to go for two later in the game when the game's online, then you can either go for two or whatever. But all you needed was was extra points. Now, I don't don't understand if there was a situation on the sideline or what, but you're looking at it saying, okay, well, now we're down by eight instead of down by seven. It's made your job 100% – like way harder. Yeah, yeah, and and now we're like, well, there's zero chance. Like if you're the Lions – and somehow we stop you, which we didn't. Again, six plays, 70 yards, the next thing. That's great. Uh, you know. <laughs> and you're looking at it then. We're behind the eight ball again. And then all of a sudden we're like, okay, well, now we're down by 15 instead of 14. So it's not – now we have to go for two again. It's just like – it just it was – and the two-point conversion was pitiful. And then you go back here and you look and say, okay, we didn't stop him on that touchdown drive. We have one more shot. We go down. We get a score. We have three timeouts. It's two minutes left in the game, and Joey Sly can go kick rocks down, down, uh, you know, back to Blacksburg, you know, where I didn't like him in the first place when he was playing <laughs> for Tech, and now he's kicking for us, and he misses a, a point after attempt, literally when the game's oh, on man. the line. Brutal. And, Brutal. And, and and now that two point conversion is being blown up because of the sole fact that now the game's over. Now you're down by nine with two minutes left. Game's yeah, done. Not now, gonna happen. We're yeah. not. We're not the New York Jets. We're not that good. So you're looking at it and saying, <laughs> saying you know, this not is that just good. It's just yeah, like that thing. Uh, but uh, it, it's just funny to me because this this coaching staff, you know, they were brought in to change the culture and all this kind of stuff. I said in our text thread, all right. They changed the culture enough where now we have some leaders on the team and you know the, the culture's changed, names changed, all this kind of crap is done. Who's going to be coming in next to actually change the play on the field? Because right. Riverboat Ron was nicknamed Riverboat because he takes chances. He gambles. And then there was a play, a situation where you know, it was like fourth and one and we, we ended up punting the ball or something like that. It's like Go for it. Like, we want to see something. Like, you, you sucked all first half. You you lost so many fans turning the game off because we were down 22 to nothing. And now all of a sudden we're, oh, it's fourth and well, we'll play the safe route. We'll go and punt this thing. You know, it's like, what the hell are we doing? This is why I keep, you know, vying for a guy like Lincoln Riley or somebody, Steve Sarkeesian, like those type of guys that know the offense. You know, I don't want Lane Kiffin, but it's like, you know, the guys that know yeah. offense that, that could come up here and right. re- reinvent this thing, kind of like what uh, they're doing um, with uh, with Cliff Kingsbury in, in Arizona or yeah. something like or that. Or down in Miami. I mean, they're, they're you know, it's, it's, it's just, super interesting there as well. Yeah. We, no, have, we have the talent, dude, and it's just it's so, it's, stale. It's so annoying. The, the team, the team, this, this, this offense, looks stale and it's like you have some tremendous playmakers on this team I mean, we saw some flashes of that in week one where you've got curtis samuel uh yep. in, in kind of interesting sets and letting him run around a little bit and doing different things with him he had a that great was game interesting. Too, yeah. yeah you've got uh, a stud obviously in scary terry and then a really solid rookie in, in dodson and like Logan Thomas always misreliable. Like there's there's weapons on this offense, and you've got a guy with a, a, an incredible arm in Carson Wentz. Like why aren't why aren't we using him? You know why aren't we doing creative things on offense? It's very stale. The Lions saw it coming. A, you know, hundred miles away, especially. And look, like you look at this team, and and I mean they put up uh, the, the the Commanders put up twenty seven points in the second half. It's not like this team can't score. Yep. I mean they're able yep. to to do it when you have to in one half. Uh, and yeah, it, it, it's just ugly. I mean, we were looking at the schedule when the season was starting. We were like, all right, Jags win. We we're like, Lions probably win. Eagles potentially win at home. And then we were talking about this team maybe even being 3-0 and heading into their first game against Dallas. Now you look at next week with Jalen Hurts and the Eagles, and you're like, 
I'm not confident anymore. You know, like now you're like Eagles have a pretty good defense. Uh, the definitely better than the Lions defense, and it's like, all right, this might be this might be rough. This might be a rough situation. The Cowboys just beat the the defending AFC champs. <laughs> yeah, apparently the Cowboys. Apparently Cooper Rush is better than Dak Prescott. I mean, like who would have <laughs> thought? Uh, so now suddenly this looks like. I mean, and then you got the Titans after the Cowboys. Suddenly you're like, all right, we might be going into the Bears game being one and four. <laughs> like that's right. that's a possibility now. It's this game, I think. Uh, and look, we we understand it's still early. We understand it's two games in, but I would say barely beating Jacksonville and then getting you know smoked in the first half against Detroit Lions, who are rebuilding. Like these are not encouraging signs for right. the future. Now, do they have time to turn it around? Absolutely. But right now, this is all we have to work with, and it has not been encouraging. That's for sure. I think one more thing that we have to look at is the defense's ability to stop the big plays. Because even at halftime, you know, I, I thought it was funny because I forgot who the sideline reporter was uh, for the game because I was watching at a bar, so I didn't really get you know yeah, the full yeah, the yeah. full immersed like you know I'm sitting here watching my own TV kind of situation, uh, so I couldn't really see the broadcast as much as I wanted to. But you're looking at it and saying. Ron Rivera said at halftime, stop the big plays. That didn't happen. I mean, you guys right. didn't stop. You Like I said, you couldn't stop a beach ball if it was thrown in your direction because you're looking at it. First of all, William Jackson, terrible signing. Already off the boat with him. Terrible signing. The one touchdown, I think, to St. Brown that they threw, I think it was, might have been the first half. I mean, he, okay, you fall down every now and then, but if you would have stood on your feet, that's, not, that's an incomplete pass. Like, yeah. what are you doing? So look at the big play. Usually, you want to grind the clock out and use time of possession and make sure your defense has some breaks and they can go out and, and, and look at those iPads and the surfaces and all those kind of you know technology things they got on the sidelines now and you know game plan for the next series or game plan for whatever they got going on. The problem was is that our first touchdown, we were out there for two minutes. Okay, it's not that long of a drive. Okay, The next touchdown, we were out there for four and a half minutes. Pretty good with commercials and different stuff like that. Then they let up the four play 75 yards. Terrible game planning for that. The right. next one was over five and f- five minutes and f- uh, 50 seconds about for the 12 play 83 yard drive. If your defense is not on the field for literally, literally five and a half minutes, and that included the third to fourth quarter break, they're not on the field for 10, 15 minutes. So you're sitting there, what are you doing? What are you game planning for? Because in the very next one, six plays 70 yards. What, what what are you doing? I just don't get it because the sole fact that we had three, three touchdown drives in the second half that lasted four minutes and above, that's a huge deal. Okay. Now, the first week, we had a situation where we, we you know, had a drive. I think it might have been the first touchdown of the game or the second where it was like seven minutes and 20 seconds or something like that, something crazy. You don't really see that where it takes half a quarter. But in this instance, when you have drives that are lasting over five minutes, that is your time to game plan. It's not your time yeah. to have your guy sit over here next to the, the mister and all of a sudden you're sitting there like, you know, just waving your hair in there or something like that. Like you're not Clay Matthews out there that knows what he's doing. He's rushing the passer and that's it. Like you have to game plan. What are you doing in the secondary where you're letting these guys go out there, just throw 25-yard passes or having 10-yard catches and then 15 yards after catch? It doesn't make any sense. So I don't know what their adjustments are, but that has been plaguing this organization for the last decade, which is halftime adjustments. And this regime obviously can't adjust to that either, pun intended, because of the sole fact that when you're seeing them go out there and just let big play after big play against a – no offense, a Detroit Lions no, team that know. won three games last year. Yeah, this is wait a team to, that wait till you play a Chiefs right. or somebody that right, has a high right. flying exactly. offense. Exactly. I mean, yeah. I mean, the Lions are going to be happy if they win five games this year. Like that's going to be there's one for them. So yeah, <laughs> there there is one. Uh, looking ahead, obviously the Eagles playing tonight as we're recording this on Monday. So you know we don't have tonight's game yet to, to you know, get anything from. But one o'clock game on Sunday, Eagles at FedEx Field. The early line is is Philly minus four, but obviously like they haven't even wow. played their second game yet. But that is already the line, so you you got to think depending Shocked on how that. tonight goes. <laughs> I mean, this could be depending on if, how good Philly might look tonight. They might even improve that. I mean, that line might grow. Uh, so we'll 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 see what that ends up being. Um, other big games uh, coming up uh, this weekend. I mean, 
Uh, Bills and Dolphins should be a good one. That's a 1 o'clock game. Lions-Vikings, there's that NFC North uh, matchup there. Uh, Bengals and Jets. Will the Bengals finally get a win is a question. Uh, and will it be against the Jets? Because, man, the Bengals have not looked good so far. Uh, Rams-Cardinals is, tends to usually be a good matchup. Uh, Packers-Bucks and then 49ers-Broncos. Those are, That's the Sunday night game. And then the Monday night game, Cowboys-Giants. The Giants, 2-0. and Kind of nuts. Kind of nuts to think about that. Uh, I mean, we know that it's still the Giants, and they're going to find their way to be terrible. And I really hate when people have any confidence in the Giants because right. it's like, this is the Giants we're talking about here. Yeah. But it's funny to see the Jets. I mean, yeah, the Jets were able to pull that off. That was kind of nuts. Um, yeah, weird NFL weekend for sure, and it's not over yet. Obviously, a couple games tonight. Uh, this is the first where there's two two games on a Monday night, I think, starting start that starts here tonight. I like it, so. though, because one of the Monday night games isn't like at like midnight. <laughs> Right, right, right. Exactly. Yeah, exactly. And uh, yeah, as far as the before we hit up the final lap, you know, in the college, we, we touched briefly on the college scoreboard. And I did want to just talk, talk a little bit more about that was. Um, so, yeah, we talked about, you know, Georgia. And, I mean, South Carolina did nothing against them until finally in the fourth quarter. I mean, Georgia and Alabama both still clearly look destined to meet in the in the championship. I mean, they're definitely the by far and away the two best teams in the country. Um, you know, Ohio State also still putting up some big numbers. They put up 77. I mean, you're playing against Toledo, but still. Michigan was such a cupcake schedule. They, that continues. Yeah, they beat one of the worst teams in college football. Congratulations. 59 to nothing there. Um, you know, Oklahoma just stomped on Nebraska. I thought Nebraska might have a chance. I think Ian, a uh, friend of the show, had me uh, drinking the the the. I told the you, man. Kool-Aid. I told you. Because we were th- thinking, all right, Scott Frost is gone now. That weight is lifted. Uh, they're playing at home. It's a rivalry game. Stadium's packed, and they uh, they were just god awful. I mean, this was this was a bad. Besides their first drive, where Nebraska scored and they got a stop, and it was like, all right, this might be a game. Next thing you know, Dylan Gabriel and and Oklahoma just went off. <laughs> um, that was that was that was a rough one there. Um, Arkansas escapes Missouri State, which is kind of crazy. Like you get, you got to be able to stomp Missouri State, and they only won by eleven. Michigan State, my Spartans lose in Seattle, playing Washington. That was a rough one. I kind of figured going in, Michigan State was going to lose. It's a tough place to play. Michigan State's honestly not as good as their uh, as their ranking. It's all based on how they were last year, and they are not the same team at all. So I would definitely stay away from betting on them in the future. BYU Oregon you and I were talking about this like BYU you suck like Oregon uh, is obviously a pretty good football team I mean they're Oregon they tend to be in the mix but man BYU we thought you were way better than that oh yeah uh Miami loses to Texas A&M that's another kind of a little bit of a surprise there um trying to see what else was interesting I mean NC State beat Texas Tech what about that Uh, Purdue Syracuse game Purdue Syracuse definitely <laughs> was up there. I mean, Florida barely escaping South Florida. I mean, you're only beating them by three. Liberty Wake Forest. I mean, we talked about it on the show. Liberty's one of those teams that they like to mix it up a bit with the bigger teams. And uh, Wake Forest barely escaped with a win. They win by uh, by one. Um, and, and Liberty almost was able to you know make it work. They, the two point conversion didn't work out for them. Um, Texas escapes UTSA. That was one that I think you had talked about maybe taking a uh, chance on. A no, the one, the one I talked about was uh, – well, I did talk about that last week briefly. Um, right. And uh, w- the one thing that I was going to say is I did mention that I was going to try to take Vanderbilt over Northern Illinois straight up, which was plus money. And I ended up ta- – that was the one I ended up taking BYU instead. Uh, so right. that screwed me. What about App State, App State and Troy? That game was nuts. App State. Now I didn't see the the fi- the, the final situation that happened. Right, right, but right. The funny thing was that App State, the last like four years, there was a whole entire barstool thing about it. There, Dave Portnoy was like, oh, "App State, you know, I I think this, you know, I think Troy's gonna keep it together or something like that." And then all of a sudden they said. Well, App State the last four years has beaten them by like twenty plus every single season. Uh, but the funny thing was, obviously that that game came down to the wire, which is kind of crazy because yeah. they beat Texas A and M, and then they had a close chance against uh, UNC, so that was pretty crazy as well. But yeah, apparently overall. App State, it's uh, I mean they're they, they love. I mean, obviously we know the famous win against Michigan years ago. Like yeah. they uh, they like the big the spotlight, that's for sure. Uh, as far as the week, uh, looking at some of the games ahead for next weekend with college football over this upcoming weekend, Clemson Wake Forest is a nice one there. Noon game, five, five seed versus twenty one seed. Um, you got Florida and Tennessee squaring off a little SEC matchup there. Texas Texas Tech. 
Um, that should be fun. You got Arkansas, Texas A&M. I love, I love Arkansas. I mean, I love that program a lot, so I hope they get a win there. Uh, your boy Vanderbilt, they're taking on Alabama. That's probably <laughs> going to be – right now the line is Alabama by 40. That might be an interesting one to take a look at, but uh, you know, possibly a Vandy cover. Um, Wisconsin-Ohio State, that's not going to be fun. Uh, and then we got Stanford and Washington. Yeah, who cares? Um, what about some of the college? What about yeah. Notre, Notre Dame? Notre Dame, North Carolina. Now, that's, that's the situation where Notre Dame – Somehow came back, I believe, and beat Cal. I think they were down seventeen to, I think, ten, um, at yeah. in, in that game, which is kind of crazy because that would have been three straight losses for Notre Dame uh, after I think bel- technically four, four if you go back yeah. to the bowl game too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. No, you're right. That would have been nuts. So that would that would have been really nuts. But I think that when you're looking at this week, you know, there's not a lot of huge games. There are some good ones, um, but the ones that take flyers on, like. I mean, JMU and App State. Now, obviously, we can't put any yeah. money on it because JMU is in Virginia. Um, but that that would be a good game. I don't know. I wonder what that line is for that one because JMU, I believe, is undefeated in the Sun Belt. Um, and right now, the line is eight for App State. Now, App State can put some points up, but and, and obviously, JMU had two cupcakes. But JMU's defense has only held the last two opponents to seven points each. Um, but you're looking at it and saying – JMU is a, a tested team. Now, JMU could put up some points as well. You know, they they put up over 100, 107 total in the first two games. Uh, yeah. So, you know, they, they could put up some points too. But at the same time, those have always been rivals as well, App State and JMU. Now, they usually have a game or two uh, here and there uh, when they play each other. Uh, usually it was North Dakota State and JMU for the most part. Right, right, but right. now – now, because they're in the Sun Belt, now they play with App State every single year. So Boone, North Carolina, Appalachian <laughs> State. Good old, good yeah. old Booney. <laughs> yeah, I mean, no, I mean JMU obviously playing with the big boys now, and like that's fun. I mean, they're they're in the mix, and the Sun Belt's a fun conference. I mean, you got Marshall in there. You got you know you got some some teams that are like, hey, these are the teams that every now and then, week one, week two, you hear about them upsetting a big program. I mean, we saw what Marshall was able to do to Notre Dame. So like, yeah, I think uh, Sun Belt Sun Belt's kind of fun. So good. I mean, definitely good for JMU, and of course here locally, I mean. Uh, Virginia Tech and Dub uh, and, and West Virginia squaring off yep. right now. WVU favored by a two and a half. Uh, right now, that game being, of course, in Blacksburg. Hey, uh, game then, of the week though. Yeah, in Texas. You might not think right. about this team though. Houston Baptist at Texas State. What a game that's going to be. I mean, I'll tell you right now. Houston Baptist, man, you got to watch out. They might be a qualifier for the the, the playoff this year. Houston Baptist. <laughs> For a half second, I thought you were serious. For 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 hey, you, you had me there. You had me there H- for a second. Houston and Texas State, man. The Huskies, the Huskies are on fire this year. They they lost to Lindenwood, wherever that is. <laughs> Let's get into the final lap. Ninety seconds on the clock. Here we go. Mike Evans. I mean, I don't know if you saw this the other day. The, oh, I the saw big it. brawl in the game. Uh, Evans and Lattimore have a little bit of a history, and you could tell is Mike Evans just blindsided him and one game suspension. I mean, that means a lot in a short season, Mike. Yeah, no doubt about it. Obviously, that was kind of weird. Mike Evans was like, it's Tom Brady. What do you expect me to do? Uh, we expect you to not just run yeah. on the field and just deck you somebody. Use, <laughs> use some judgment. Uh, <laughs> Imani Bates, who a couple years ago was looked at as like one of the top prospects, and you know he was committed to Michigan State. He rescinded it. He ended up going to Memphis. He like didn't play for part of it. I mean, kind of crazy. And now today arrested for having a gun in his car and like he's he's no longer really in the conversation about you know drafting and things like that and like man some of these sometimes these guys they fall from grace you know what i used to have a friend in elementary school named imani but she spelled it differently it's i-m-a-n-i <laughs> did she make it to the nba nope <laughs> uh, gun charge right uh <laughs> trey lance out for the season all this drama around jimmy oh g gosh. trey lance all this stuff well it's been decided it'll be jimmy g now because trey lance out done dunsky you know what the weird thing is i watched the video last night and like they had a little glimpse of him just saying like trying to hop back up and then all of a sudden i think he looked down and was like wow my leg is pointed a different direction uh and that that's just nuts because like you said so much hype and now all of a sudden he's out for the season jimmy g there goes time. my 
There goes my backup quarterback for fantasy. Uh, <laughs> Mike's favorite WNBA team, the Las Vegas Aces, win the WNBA title. I know you are following this series closely. Mike. Has to be one of the best names out there in sports. I love that name because it yeah, goes it in the is, city. It it's not like some weird thing like the team they were playing, the Connecticut Sun. Is there any sun in Connecticut? I don't even know. I've never been there. So it's like it's kind of weird. Like I, I just think it's kind of odd because that's one of the best names. But then you see like – weird names like the Arizona, you know, coyotes, like, okay. I understand. Oh, that's actually makes sense. Uh, but no, the Arizona like Cardinals yeah. or something like that. Like, it's just like, is there, right. a, is that a state bird? Like, I don't know. I don't know. I'm using the terrible analogies, but I'm trying to figure out what we're doing here. I don't even I know. I get it. I get it. I get it. And what's then, a, su- uh, what's a supersonic? I don't know what a supersonic is. That's a good question. Top gun. Top gun. Uh, and then Tua. <laughs> Tua. They said he couldn't do it, Mike. They said he had no arm. They said he couldn't get it done. Tua Tagovailoa, or however you say it. Tagovailoa. Did a, uh, had threw what, like five touchdowns? I think he threw six. I think it was six. I think you're right. I mean, just imagine. The funny thing is, is like nobody benefited from that because nobody put him on their fantasy team as a starter. Like, nobody did. (laughs) You know what what the best part about it was that when we were at Carpool yesterday, we had this one Dolphins fan that was watching the, the, the game in the corner TV. And the best part about it was he was silent for, I mean, he, you heard like one chirp out of him when they like right. scored seven points. And then all of a sudden he was quiet. Cause it was like 20 to seven. They're getting their ass kicked. And then all of a sudden you like, you heard this. Woo! And all of a sudden you look over and he's like high fiving like this random guy. That's like there playing pool or something like that. And you look over and you're like, Oh my God, they, they just, they just took the lead. And you're like, <laughs> you're like, this is weird. We haven't heard a peep out of this guy. And he's wearing this stupid, you know, you know, Jason Taylor jersey or something like that that he got 20 years ago. That's all faded. And all of a sudden, he's sitting there by himself just cheering on the Dolphins by himself. Yeah. Well, if you're a Dolphins fan, wouldn't you also want to be by yourself a lot? I mean. <laughs> that's right. That's right. But, hey, they're, they're, they're looking good now. Oh, they're definitely looking good now. Let's uh, hit up a little bit of trivia here. Uh the trivia corner here dc based trivia questions this is a football question i will be asking michael and this one uh let's see if uh, we'll, we'll see if you get it right off the bat all right um so I, I know we talked about wanting to be in the 2000s but this goes to 1999 playoffs mike and i was eight what what team did the redskins beat in the first round of the 1999 playoffs Tampa Bay Buccaneers. That is incorrect. Okay. Seattle Seahawks. That is incorrect. There's there's uh No hints. No hints. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's fine. No hints. <laughs> no hints. I'm I wanna I wanna double check this because like <laughs> for some reason I don't understand why those two were Oh yeah, no, this is correct. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, this was the first round of playoffs. This was um, North Turner's first playoff victory as a head coach. Brad Johnson was probably the quarterback. Let's see. Let me bring up the game and see if there's anything uh, interesting that I can. I'm trying to think because. So Stephen Davis was the running back. Uh, ran for two touchdowns in the first half. Was it Brad Johnson? Um. Let's see. I'm not seeing. Or or like Trent Green or something. For some reason, it's not showing me much about the. <laughs> they didn't have technology back then. You had, you know, Deion Sanders. No, Deion Sanders. No, I'm looking at the wrong one now. It's like, wait, what? What the hell is this talking about? <laughs> yeah, uh, you had Champ Bailey intercepted a pass. Um, you had Brian Mitchell in this game. You had, oh, you yeah, Brad, Brad Johnson. Brad Johnson yeah. was a QB. Um, and this game has some relevance to our conversation today. <clears throat> it wasn't the Lions. The Detroit Lions, Mike. Wow, they actually made the playoffs. After that game, they did not make the playoffs again until 2011. Uh, and <laughs> Washington would not host another playoff game until 2012. Yep. And, uh, yeah. And, yeah, it was 27-13 win for the Redskins over the Detroit Lions. Wow. I'm kind of shocked so by that because they had, I believe, I guess I was too early because. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think it was. I, I remember what you're talking about with the Bucks and all that stuff. Like, yeah, I remember all that. Because yeah. they they played the Bucks. Uh, so they lost to the Bucks in the next round. Uh, they lost 14-13 uh, okay. to Tampa. Okay, there it is. That's what I was thinking. Uh, That's what I was thinking of. 
That's yeah, what that's yeah. what kind of tripped me up there a little bit because I remember they that was the John Gruden. No, it wasn't the John Gruden. That was too. It was too early. Cause I think John Gruden was uh, 2002, I believe, right. or so, something like right, that. Right. But it, yeah, because they I know they played the Bucks and the Seahawks so many times. That's my first two go tos. Um, but damn, I thought I damn I thought I had that. I should yeah. I, for some reason I thought you, you know I didn't listen to the full question. That's my fault because I I yeah, know that's all right. when it's you all right. when, when you we said all they, believe in you. When you said they won, then I should have realized that it wasn't the Bucks of the Seahawks because we right, lost right, right. them. So yeah, so funny. I mean, that's that's a playoff game. Lions, Redskins at the time, and yeah, Lions. Yeah, definitely not a lot of playoff trips since then for them, for sure. Uh, for either team, really. Um, <laughs> yeah. Let's move on to the money line. Well, you may have gotten that question wrong, but you did have a great money line week. You swept two and zero on the week for for the money line, and I went one and one. Uh, maintaining that 500 average for sure. Um, but, yeah, with Mike, you, you got the Michigan pick, uh, them covering, and then you got the Jags covering. Um, I had the – man, what did I what did I have that actually worked out? I already, I already forget, but whatever. Regardless, I was one <laughs> and one. Um, I think my dog didn't cover maybe. Or, no, I think it was my, my lock didn't cover. I think my dog covered. I think my lock, I, I said uh, – or no, sorry, I know I'm going back and forth, but no, I think it was my dog. I thought that the it was the Alabama game against ULM. Right, and I was right. like, there's no way Alabama's going to beat them by like 55 or whatever it was. Um, and, of course, they beat them by like 65. Um, <laughs> so my picks this week, my lock is Michigan minus 17 versus Maryland. Look, it pains me to do this as a Michigan State fan. I don't like Michigan. I think they are a little overrated. But I also think they are definitely better than Maryland. And this is the type of game that all the Maryland fans all get together and they all start going like, oh, yeah, we're going to beat Michigan. They start believing and they start talking all this smack. And then it's like, no, you guys are about to get smacked in the head. Uh, Michigan's going to win this game. It's going to be by, you know, by three touchdowns, let's say. Uh, and my dog, I'm going Nevada. I know this is a weird one. I'm going Nevada plus 24 and a half versus Air Force at Air Force. So one of my parlays this weekend involved Air Force in in a game that they should have won and they lost and I was shocked and then I started digging into it a little bit more doing a little research and I'm like Nevada I think can definitely cover the 24 and a half against Air Force uh so they're they're, they're my dog today Mike so I'm gonna start with my dog and just put this out there I'm gonna go Virginia Tech you never want to bet on your teams and Virginia Tech is my team and they haven't looked great so far to start the Brent Pry era. Um, but at the same time, you know, this is a huge game. This is a rivalry game. You know, I don't know who's more of a rival for West Virginia, whether it's Tech or whether it's Pitt. Pitt. Yeah, I, th- I think probably I, Pitt. Probably Pitt. Um, but keep in mind, they like hadn't played for a long time, right? Yeah, like the backyard like brawl years or something like that. So yeah, so it's like, uh, can you really call it? A, but meanwhile, they've probably played Tech. You know, more recently than that. They, right? they have. They have they've played yeah. tech like two or three times in the last like seven years. Um but right. at the same time I like I don't I don't know. I mean who honestly who cares? It seems like there was some real hate in that Pitt West Virginia game. Oh, so yeah. like maybe there is I mean just because of proximity and like where they are in the country and stuff, I think like right. So I don't know. I don't know. But I it's still I feel like anytime you've got somewhat of a local uh you know distance and local yeah. connection you know there, there's a rivalry there is it the strongest one maybe not but it's there for sure well for sure i, I think virginia tech and uva is a huge rivalry. i mean I, well right, right i yeah so that's besides the point but i have them right now i mean at home in blacksburg you know right. against dove v dove v is a two and a half point favorite as you said before earlier in the show the money line is just too tantalizing right now i mean it's it's literally I mean, it's literally sitting there just tickling you. A plus 118 uh, money line for that. So that's pretty much doubling your cash right there. Um, you want to put 10 bucks on it to win 20 or so. That's pretty damn good. I'll take Tech as the dog on the money line. Um, just to, you know, just throw a little cash on the game. Don't worry about it too much, obviously. Right, right. If it was in Dove V, if it was in Morgantown, might be a little different story. I might not want to go with that, but I think with you know a Thursday night football game, which by the way, this makes me this reminds me of my senior year in college. Now I didn't go to Tech. I text my my huge favorite of mine, but I did have season tickets. And the funny thing about it was is that when you look at Tech, my senior year they had zero night games. They already have two, and it's and last year they weren't good. 
So it's like, right, how right, is that even right. possible? So anyways, <laughs> besides, I'm, I'm a little salty by that. So going off my lock is I got the Cincinnati Bengals. The status quo has to change. Something's yeah, this, got has some- to be the, this has to be the game. Just like for Notre Dame, it was kind of like, all right, they got to be able to put this together and get right. a win. I think like I, I agree with you in that. I think like Cincy is, Cincy is not that bad. Like yeah, they're not as bad as they're playing right, right. now. Right, and, and the and the Jet. I mean, they didn't lose a ton of pieces. And the funny thing is, the Jets. The Jets suck. Like <laughs> I, I don't understand it. Like I don't know how they're only four and a half point dogs here. The Jets. That is when they were down thirteen with a minute and fifty to go against the Browns. Right. Now, if it was any other team besides the Browns and the Commanders, probably uh, I would expect the team to come out with a victory but you know you're looking at the browns and saying like first of all you let in two deep bombs all you need to do is play prevent defense i mean it wasn't that hard you're up by two touchdowns pretty much and anyways that i'm a little salty with that too as well because i had the browns for my survivor pool which i think i might be buying back in um, uh, but I figured you would. yeah <laughs> no I, this is this is i mean like this is one of those picks where something's got to like, give look, i know like Everyone's got their own units when it comes to betting. Like I'm usually like a five dollar a game type guy, or like, and that's like that's my unit. Um, Dave Portnoy bets twenty five grand, I think, per game or something like that. I think it's fifteen. That's his unit. Uh, and so for me, this is the type of game that line that minus four and a half, where it's like I might have to go four or five, six units on this one and try to win big because like this is this might be a standalone single game bet. And you might want to put a lot on this before that line moves anymore. Because honestly, like, yeah, minus four and a half Cincy playing. I mean, this is the Bengals playing the Jets, and this is even a question. Yeah, yeah I, I think I'm going big on this one. It's, and obviously, and you helping. at home do whatever you want. But I'll, the, all I'm going to say is, like, I mean, yeah, T. Higgins is playing. Like, all these guys are playing. Jamar Chase, they're all healthy. It's not like it's not like Joe Burrow's lost all of his guys. Like, they're all there on the field. Like, what are we doing here? Uh, yeah, I don't, I don't get it. I understand it's in New York and everything like that, but that's not a big deal. It's the Jets. So it's like, that, that's that's a whole reason. The Browns still hung thirty on the Jets, and the Browns have Jacoby Brissett as their quarterback. Right. It's like right. that. There's a lot more to give with Cincy's offense, who have Jamar Chase, T. Higgins, uh, Joe Mixon. They they got guys over there that can actually do things, uh, rather than the Browns, who have Jacoby Brissett, as I just mentioned, leaning on Nick Chubb to do everything. So it's right. like I just don't understand how it's this low, and I, I think I might be with you. I might be throwing like twenty bucks on this thing j- just yeah. outright. I mean, it's not a bad idea. Uh, and then before we sign off, of course, the two Monday night games. Obviously, if you're as you're listening to this, these games are probably over. But right now, you got Bills minus nine and a half against Titans. I mean, this isn't this isn't part of our picks, but I'm just curious what you're thinking there. You, I'm, I, I know I, I think I'm going Buffalo on this one. Uh, I know that nine and a half kind of kind of a big line there, but. I think I'm going. I'm going Bills minus nine and a half. Well, the, the the difference is, is that when you look at that game right now, nine and a half. That's I mean that's a huge number. Um, and I might go Bills too because it's in Buffalo. Uh, right. And the that's biggest the, the biggest yeah. thing is I might do that. And I don't know what the over under is right now, but I'm gonna have to look at it. Forty seven and a half. Ooh, I might go over on that one. Yeah, I might go. Yeah, I might go. Bills and the over for little little two parlay. Yeah, well, I might do because you know you know me for the for the prime times I always do the uh, the same games. So I might have to do right. Josh Allen scoring a touchdown or something. So I'll have to throw something in there. Th- this year I've gone with the sack numbers, and of course the one game that I don't go five plus sacks was the Commanders game, and they got sacked like five times in the first quarter. Uh, you know, so that was <laughs> eight hundred centers apparently. You know, Bruce Bruce Smith now. Um, so overall, I think I'm, yeah, I'll probably be going for the bills heavily on that one for the most part. Yeah. I forgot. I already put a bet on this one. So yeah, I already did bills and it was minus 10 at the time over 47 and a half. And then I got a little like free bet one for Josh Allen and Ryan Tannehill to combine for five fifty plus and five passing touchdowns plus. So we'll see. I don't know if that one will hit, but, uh, so yeah, good luck to all the betters out there. And uh, may, may you have the best of betting luck. Uh, may you have this it. upcoming weekend for sure. <laughs> you have the luck of the betting. Hey, gods. tell tell your dad for the play date to pray for me. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I'll tell. Him. I'll let him know. I'll let him know. Uh, this has been another episode of the DC Crossover. Be sure to follow the show on Twitter at the DC Crossover and at Cerrone sixteen and on TikTok DC Crossover Podcast. And we'll be back next week breaking down another Commanders. Win. Let's just, let's say win. We'll, we'll we'll say it'll be a commander's win next week. What does John that's, Z that's say about whole, that? John Z. Oh man, I had already closed out this part, and oh man, <laughs> you you uh, 
Go buy me uh buy me ten seconds here as I get this ready. Uh, well, I, I'm sure he didn't like this past week. That's true. The Bears did not. Unf- I mean, we knew the Bears sucked. They won a game in like a monsoon. Like you can't <laughs> you can't use that as like an indicator of them being any good. As John Z will count. Play is out. We'll see you guys next week. This has been another episode of the DC Crossover. See everybody. Turn it up. <laughs> I've seen it live and I've seen it burn through the bears and